trying to intro us with the Avengers theme song, but all I can think about is the Game of Thrones theme song, which is amazing because I don't watch the show. So I, uh, what's the Avengers theme song? I have no idea. What? How does it go? I don't know. I was singing a theme song a while back, and it turned into the Godfather music. <laughs> you remember that from your editing? Like Mike's has to sit with this and actually edit it, and I just like re-listen later on, and it was definitely the Godfather. And I think I was trying to make it like. The fountain or something. For the love of God, all I can I'm like picturing Captain America yes. coming out of the shadows. Popular culture has won. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Anyway, I uh, and we're back. This is Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I'm your co-host, Mike Juan. That's co-host also Mike. Also Mike here. I'm also hearing the Game of Thrones theme song <laughs> on loop, but I'm talking like about parasites, right? I'm talking about, and we're talking about, or maybe I'll just talk. You know, you sit this one out. But Thank you. I think uh, we're gonna have fun talking about Avengers Endgame for part one of our two-part preview. One dropping this week, two dropping next week. Shouldn't use the word dropping next to the number two, but I did anyway. It's going to come up again later on in this episode, but also it's like a three-part, it's like a two-and-a-half-part preview, right? Because we're going to have another episode two that's kind of related to, to Avengers Endgame, but not also not at all related. A top five yeah, episode. Top five that's episode somewhat. That'll yeah, be yeah there. we'll so, have fun with that. So yeah, we're, we're, like Mike explained, we're going to have basically this, this two-and-a-half-part preview, and this is the kickoff to that. And like uh, we've done for a couple other big movies coming out in 2019 already. We did this for us. What yep. else did we do this for? We did it Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel was another Marvel one that we did and this for. And that's it. We invented this new yeah. uh, format. And it's it's fun. You guys seem to appreciate it. We're guessing the plot. So these are 100% accurate predictions of what the plot will be. We do this for the biggest blockbuster movies coming up because Mike and I are taking our, our stellar track record with predicting the Oscars every year. We got way too cocky after predicting the Oscars. <laughs> uh, Mike is a gambler at heart and it immediately... I had such a weekend there, by the way. Oh, boy. Oh, good. What? No. Oh, no? <laughs> Roller coaster. And but the, the smile on your face when you said I had such a weekend Because it just warmed my heart me. to know I can do that still. I have that in oh me. It ended poorly. But yes, on those lines, because we have those going for us, our, those demons in our background, <laughs> uh, these are the 100% accurate plot guesses as to what will happen, in this case, for Avengers Endgame, Michael. Yes, and that is the centerpiece, the hammer of this episode, the, the Thor's hammer, if you will. Ba-dum-bump. 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 No. <laughs> and that's the Thor's hammer of this episode. But the the beginning of it here is we're going to kind of go over the latest news. Yeah. Kind of give you a quick roundup here, update you on some projections and fun stuff like that. So first, let's look at the pre-sale tickets records. It smashed a ton of records, Mike. Uh, on Adam, I, which I I, I was ju- I just became aware of Adam. Adam apparently is a site that sells movie tickets, and they busted their movie record in like no time, according to Cinema Blend. Oh, Maybe. this is something that is news to me. That's right. fine. I thought Fandango was the biggest one, but every time I try to look up Fandango pre-sale numbers, I get nowhere. Well, maybe Fandango was so booked yeah. that Adam became like the overflow, and then Adam. And broke, it's not broke. a site at all. It's just a guy <laughs> named Adam. <laughs> it's A T O M. So, yes, this episode's going to be bonkers. It's going to be folks. one of those. <laughs> yes, the tickets pre sale record broke Fandango essentially. Yeah. Uh, or almost broke it because in a mere six hours, Marvel fans set the new Fandango pre sale ticket record, passing The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rogue One, and uh, Infinity War. Again, that was in six hours. Uh, this was interesting, though. They actually planned ahead. In an article on IndieWire by Zach Scharf, they interviewed the uh, president, Paul Yanover, of Fandango, and he saw this coming. He's like, 
With Endgame, Fandango had to make a choice to either use a holding room strategy or face the inevitable outcome of a server failing and the website crashing. Yeah. They, they decided to make you uh, wait. Which, again, I think is bullshit, but that's a different argument for a different day. But nothing like a, a guy that knows nothing about tech blindly accusing a, a, this big company online of, <laughs> of hoodwinking people with based on nothing. But anyway, right, of the lesser of two evils there, certainly you don't want the, the server to go down and fail and just uh, lead to more enraged peons that want to buy these tickets. Yeah, I mean, if the Fandango's Thomas Middleditch walked up to him and he was like, Sir, we we have to do something. This is going right. to break. Or they're going to have to wait for 15 minutes of their cushy lives. Yeah. And they made people wait. But the reason is that we had five times Infinity Wars pre-sales in the first 10 days of, Fan, uh, of Fandango. This was an alt-press article. This was on Adam as well. And, uh, and of course, you know, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Numbers just came out on uh, China and it is holding all of the records in China for pre-sales. This is going to be on the verge of something big, and we got some big numbers we can dive into, Mike, so let's talk about them. Yeah, yeah, two articles I really enjoyed reading, one from Cinema Blend the other from Forbes. Cinema Blend is tracking this as a $283 million ceiling for the domestic box office. For the with, opening weekend. With a $230 million floor, and then you have as high as $800 million worldwide. Tracking can change as we get closer, but I thought that was interesting, so that gives you a base. Now, Scott Mendelson, he charted all these different movies in, in terms of their franchises mm-hmm. and how they've gone up or gone down depending on the f- movie franchise. Right. At This is at Forbes. Again, Scott Mendelson with an E and an O. Basically, he's asking the question, will Endgame top 300 million domestic or 900 million in its opening weekend? Uh, will it break The Force Awakens single day $119 million record? So he compared it to the Batman franchise. Uh, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, the first franchise. And using the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows, because they both had a similar bump. Okay. It would be a monstrous opening of 382 domestic. Going it, on the averages of those two franchises before. Okay. The way they t- tracked yep. up. Then he used Hunger Games, 268. So not quite as big of a jump, but it's a jump nonetheless. Dark Knight, again, a jump. The Dark Knight Saga, 263. Indiana Jones bumped all the way through uh, their series to 299. I don't think Crystal Skull is included in that. I think that's the original trilogy. Probably. The original Star Trek's three. Star Wars prequels, which did very well going into Revenge of the Sith, and, and Revenge of the Sith did a, did a, did a great box office, 348. And now, the, the Star Wars prequels are probably, uh, you know, people were down on the second one, too. Sure. They, were, they were excited for the third chapter, obviously. I just but. remember our friend Frank in the middle of that movie when they're sitting out in the field going, Oh! <laughs> It still makes me laugh because he screamed literally that loud. He was so bored at Attack of the Clones, and I kind of agree with him. All this is to say, though, that this is probably going to track and break the record for opening weekend. The record right now, as it stands for domestic opening weekend, 257.698. That is Infinity War. They hold that record. This one, you said the floor that the Forbes expert said is 230. Even if it does 230, that's still going to be the third highest opening weekend domestically of all time. So this is going to be a record breaker. don't need us to tell you that. They usually lowball it too. Right. Especially the studios when they're involved. They kind of lowball it. This way the movie is perceived to just exceed expectations and then there's goodwill 
over the next like month, right? Oh my God, it's a bigger hit than we ever imagined. Right. All that goodwill and everybody keeps going. So those are the big numbers that they're going to talk about and keep an eye on. You know, the all-time uh, domestic opening weekend of again, Avengers: Infinity War is one. Star Wars: Force Awakens is number two. The highest all-time domestic box office. We've never had a domestic property, a property, I should say, domestically break a billion dollars. The wow. Force Awakens has come closest, nine thirty-six when they came out in twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, and that's by far and away number one domestic as far as domestic gross goes number two is avatar which did just over three quarters of a billion so there's about a 200 million dollars difference you would think endgame is going to be somewhere between the three quarters of a billion and a billion if it doesn't shatter that ceiling as well what if they re-release the force awakens every time there was like a new rise of skywalker trailer and I don't know if it would end up on that tally. Would it get up to that? I think it would be a different mark? tally. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Just think about question. this past weekend. Yeah. What would it have made if it released to five hundred theaters? Would it have made five million bucks in that weekend? Yeah, that's an interesting. That's an interesting conversation. I wonder if it would have gone on to that original if they count re-releases as their own separate. I wonder if thing. they had I, contracts with you know the home video VOD yeah. people. My uh, gut instinct my is to say I've seen re-releases ranked as their own separate thing, but I'm not positive on they that. Definitely have contracts with Netflix. So yes. That is not going well. So <laughs> Better not break that uh, sacred scroll. <laughs> and then there's the big overall worldwide gross, the highest grossing films worldwide, not adjusted for inflation, of course, is Avatar, $2.788 billion worldwide. Titanic is number two there. Again, not adjusted for inflation. Uh, the Force Awakens ranks it at number three. And Infinity War did number four. It made just over $2 billion worldwide, 2.048. So basically, you're just asking yourself, can Endgame outdo Infinity War? Right. If it can, it's probably going to win the domestic uh, weekend open, probably going to be the highest domestically grossing film of all time if not number two for sure and bottom line here with both of these preview episodes we probably should have said off right off the top we're going to spoil infinity war with the rest of this episode we'll put it in our show notes i mean so do you guys when you talk about it amongst yourselves you but. have we have to here because and it, it goes to my point that last movie left you on such a cliffhanger mm. that everybody who saw it on netflix since it came out in theaters has to want to see this movie this new movie yeah. the sequel in theaters correct i would i would assume so the biggest thing you know opening weekend is going to be one number but the biggest draw to get that to be the first property over the billion dollars domestically to get that to be a top three worldwide gross mm-hmm. ever is going to be the rewatchability factor of endgame like it is with everything else if my plot is, the, is on screen <laughs> it will not it will make a good opening weekend and then nothing else well so will mine but i think taking it seriously like 182 minutes are there going to be enough casual viewers that are enthralled for three plus hours to be to be enticed enough to see this again. That's going to be an interesting question, yeah. to, at least to me. I'm not so much concerned with the opening weekend number as I am to see what this does long uh, gestating in theaters and what its final tally is. If it's Titanic and everybody wants to see it again and again, or Lord of the Rings, then yeah, absolutely. But Titanic's a more relatable story too, right? Like right. guy finds girl, girl falls in love with guy. And then, yeah, they, they're on a ship that sinks. <laughs> purple man snaps his fingers. Purple man. <laughs> Alien superhero. <laughs> yells at Destroys mustache. Earth. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. Has respect for mustache, but still... <laughs> Does what he needs to I do. I respect okay. you, Stark. Yeah, okay, I'm excited. All right. Now that I'm fully erect, let's talk about guessing the plot. Yes. Uh, we each have constructed, like, if you've been with us for our Us Guess the Plot, if you've been with us for Captain Marvel Guess the Plot, you're going to remember these aren't the most serious things in the world. However, right. we take that caveat in saying that these are what will happen. 
They're 100% accurate. 100% accurate guessing of the plot for right. Avengers Endgame. But without any spoilers from the actual movie. <laughs> right. we, we walk that tightrope, <laughs> which will mangle your mind like uh, Dr. Strange's uh, whatever the clock is in his bedroom. Yeah, it, It's our gift it's and our curse, puzzle. like yeah. Spider-Man is right. what we're saying. Right. Uh, would you like to go first, Michael, or would you like me to go first? Okay, I will go first All right. uh, because you offered it to me. I think this is the third one, and we switched last time, so we're, we're keeping uh, that Fair. sounds like it makes sense. Okay, so I am running on two storylines that you've been pitching for a while because okay. I only plagiarize the best, <laughs> uh, and I only plagiarize the people that I can plagiarize because we co-own this property. Well, that you're is you're one for two there. <laughs> Definitely can plagiarize me. <laughs> okay, so of course we open on Tony Stark taking a shit in space. Naturally, <laughs> Marvel is testing on- literally a shit. Yeah, he's taking a shit in space. Okay. <laughs> uh, Marvel is testing our much-publicized theory from when you'd said, we would watch anything the MCU would give us. Yeah. And if, if Tony Stark was just taking a shit for two minutes in the trailer, <laughs> we would watch it, and we would ask for more. How many people listening to this episode just turned us off, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> so let's just fuck it. Let's have some fun. All right, so Tony drops his deuce. <laughs> then he goes to wash his hands. Oh, we, we warned you that it was going to come up again, so that's yeah. at least... God. We, uh, he wa- goes to wash his hands, but he's out of soap. <laughs> so he knows it's going to be a bad day, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, it gets worse. Poof, Thanos pops up. <laughs> and after Thanos pops, uh, he fights off uh, a suitless Tony Stark with ease. He just holds his hand extended to Tony Stark's forehead <laughs> while Tony Stark tries to punch him with both hands. With poop hands, because he hasn't cleaned them with yet. With poop hands, and, and that's probably why Thanos doesn't let him just punch him and, you know, he falls off. So Thanos lets Tony Stark swing madly until he, you know, tires out. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, dehydrated at this point. Him and Nebula, Nebula's already shut off. You know, she's just off as a robot. She's off. Tony on the ship. They're on a ship, by the way. Tony, <laughs> I'm not great at establishing shots of these guess the plots. So Tony and Thanos are now sitting in their cabin on this ship that is adrift in space. And uh, they have a heart-to-heart. And Tony is tired. And Thanos basically tells Tony that he respects him. And he respects Nebula. And he doesn't want him to die out here alone in space without soap. So Thanos <laughs> saves Tony and Nebula. Nebula just clapping his, his hands together. and He's moved from a snap to a clap. To a clap now. Because <laughs> the snap kills. The clap <laughs> transports. transports. And we're going to get a lot of these you know, gestures. Okay. And you got to learn them mm-hmm. in this plot. So he claps them back to Earth. And they're like, down the street, a couple good mile. You know, walk off the anger mile to Avengers home base. And he goes to a, a gas station bathroom and, and is able to... His, to wash his hands. And so that's a big moment okay. for Tony. Uh, and and uh, next door is a McDonald's. He's able to eat something. They have the Avengers Happy Meal stuff. And it's a it, you know it's a Happy Meal promotion, so Disney's good at that. So the Avengers now exist in a world where they are making... That where, they're, where they are a property to be made Happy Meal toys out of. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because it was the Avengers, the, they're world famous. Right. And this was the last, ironically, this was the McDonald's Happy Meal promotion <laughs> when half the children in the world got snapped <laughs> off the planet. Gotcha, okay. So that's very ironic. And Tony's like looking at a, you know, a little figurine of himself. Yeah. Holding Spider-Man. <laughs> holding, yeah, holding Spider-Man. That's great. Uh, so Tony vows his revenge. He vows to keep fighting Thanos. He screams a scream of rage. Mm-hmm. And then he washes his hands some more. 
We cut to the Avengers at the Avengers home base. They're all working out and brooding. They're doing target practice and brooding some more. <laughs> They're giving each other speeches that are very sad and brooding. And oh, hey, it's Ant-Man. <laughs> and oh, hey, it's Captain Marvel. We like them. They almost fight, of course, because it's every Marvel movie. Naturally. And then they hug. Of course. Or high five or something. They show fondness for one another. Tony walks into Avengers HQ with TP trailing from his shoe, space shoe. Uh, but Pepper is there. Uh, and she's wearing the Iron Man suit, so that's cool. So she'll have a suit, he'll have a suit. All right, Amen. Cool. We get some something cool right off the bat. Not right off the bat, I wouldn't say, but all right. <laughs> it leads into something fairly cool, just a minor <laughs> cool thing. Again, I'm testing the audience's patience mm-hmm. with this. Uh, they, they all agree they still got to find a way to fight Thanos. So uh, Captain Marvel's like, okay, where is he? Let's go fight him. I'm super powerful. Just get me in a room with this sucker. Sure. Uh, Cap is like, sure, but we got to make cool white spacesuits first because we got to go to space and it's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So we get a 10-minute montage of them making white spacesuits, slow motion walk down a runway, which was Rocket's idea. <laughs> then we have uh, Bruce Banner being like, wait, what about Hawkeye? He'd want to come, wouldn't he? So they fly <laughs> to Hawkeye's home. So he's like an afterthought in this. Luckily, yeah, like he was the last couple of uh-huh. weeks. Luckily, Hawkeye left a note on the door that says, To whom of the Avengers it may concern, I've gone to Japan to beat up some Yakuza to let off some steam after my whole family got was snapped. I don't under, understand why they all were snapped. I had like eight kids and one Linda Carnalini wife. What are the fucking odds of them all getting snapped? Uh, and that's the one F-bomb of the movie. Right. Very misused, in my opinion. But the, the note goes on, quote, I'm the unluckiest man in the world, so who could I kill for sport in an action film? Everybody agrees. The Yakuza. One no. they all at once yeah. say, yeah. Find me in Japan and give me a motivational speech, unquote. You know how Ring is like a thing where the doorbell has a camera now whenever <laughs> anyone goes up to it? Like, imagine the UPS guy delivering a package. Dog. <laughs> the face that he makes reading this letter. The UPS guy would just t- open the package and take whatever the goods are. tries to are. rob his house. <laughs> yeah, whatever's left. All right, so the Avengers all go to Japan, I think, but they could go to China instead and fight the Triad. So I don't, I'm, I'm not unsure if it's Japanese Yakuza. Well, he said he's fighting the Yakuza. No. I know, but you can recognize So if they go to leaving... China to fight the Triad, that's just racist. It's 95% accurate because the Chinese-American superhero is coming up. Okay. In phase whatever. So Shang-Chi. So okay. my guess is if they're going to meet Shang-Chi... Uh, he, they're going to meet him in China, not Japan. So it's not, he went to China to fight the triad, maybe. Maybe. Or Jap, J- J- Japan to fight the Yakuza mm-hmm. and then no Shang-Chi in okay. this instance. So after that, they go to Doctor Strange's home uh, and they study up with Wong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they bring him a sandwich, which he was craving in the last movie, never got the mm-hmm. sandwich. He's been eating like something just very bland, like just out of cans. That's all he's been eating is canned food. And they actually make him a, sh- a sandwich. And, you know, they they eat shawarma, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they bring him a sandwich. Anyway, uh, they study how to use the Infinity Stones and study the quantum realm as far as, you know, Doctor Strange and the people know it. Ant-Man reveals at this point that he saw some other people down there. So Ant-Man is back. Maybe he revealed it earlier. So they, they reveal how to get people out of the quantum realm. All right. 
They figured all that shit out. So you have <laughs> you have Bruce Banner, you have Shuri, you have the scientists, mm-hmm. you have the egghead superheroes, and then you have the the meathead superheroes, right? Okay. So the egghead superheroes are doing the You're science painting experiment. with wide brushes here. <laughs> the eggheads are doing the science experiment with the quantum realm, mm-hmm. and then the meatheads are like, we gotta go fight them. Of course. All right. So there's the two kinds of superheroes. Now you have Bruce, who is a metaphor for erectile dysfunction, as the Hulk, right? And it's oh, the whole midlife he? crisis thing. He can't. He can't turn green. He can't get it. Get it. Get it where Much he needs like to. All our penises. <laughs> so, he, but he here. The, here's the thing. Like Shuri is just pissing him off a little bit. Okay. I, I don't mean this to be sexual. This is not the sexual part. But she's starting to get under his skin because every time he drops a scientific uh, line on her. She's just over the top and just floors him with something like she knows better. She's the bigger brain. She's been doing that for yeah. two, three, two movies already. So she's going to do it here. And now he's going to get mad to the point where he almost turns green again. And now we start to see maybe, all right, Hulk's going to figure it out now. Okay. Let's bring the man to the party. <laughs> uh, at the Doctor Strange place, Tony and company figure out how, how to spy on Thanos and his farm. Whatever. They get, uh, they get powers. <laughs> To spy on Thanos' farm. Thanos is trying to figure out. As if on on his off days, he's like bailing hay. (laughs) Well, more than that, he's trying to use all of his farm equipment to destroy the Infinity Stones, and he can't figure it out. He's using farm equipment. Yeah, he doesn't okay. know. He's, he's like powered the farm equipment. He's creating all these things, and he can't figure out how to destroy the Infinity Stones necessarily. He, and, and he's like, how did the hell did that Scarlet Witch girl do it? And he can't figure out how to do it. So uh, he's figuring, but he's getting closer maybe because maybe like a glint of a Infinity Stone breaks off, and now the so guys are chipped like, it a little bit. Oh shit! Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna destroy these, and then we're screwed. Mm-hmm. We can't get get these people back. So the Avengers split up. Eggheads go into the quantum realm, figure out how to bring people back, because they're all waiting there like it's purgatory, like it's the leftovers, like it's heaven. Okay. And then the rest. I thought you said they already figured that out, though. I'm going along your lines. This is your theory. What? All All the people who are snapped (laughs) are in the quantum realm. I thought you said when Ant Man came back, though, he figured it out in your world. I oh, misspoke. Okay. He didn't figure it out, but they're st- they're gradually they're getting some people back. Whatever. Okay. They, they can't figure out how to take them all back. They can't figure out how to locate all the people in the quantum realm. Fair. So they're they're coming up with all these egghead algorithms and numbers and whatever <laughs> things to do. Okay. Hawkeye has got this really cool hairdo, and the funny part of the movie, <laughs> the funny part of the movie. So as the meatheads are going to fight Thanos. Because they can't agree on a plan, so they have two plans. As they're going to fight Thanos, the Hawkeye uh, spends most of the spaceship trip giving that hairdo to Thor, Rocket, and Natasha. So instead of planning, they're at a barbershop. That's the funny part. (laughs) (laughs) Shuri and Bruce and Ant-Man start bringing back all the people. And Thanos somehow gets wind of it with his sensory powers and immediately puts puts them out of their misery and snaps everybody back out of existence. So he's so, just the whole movie. Yeah, just snapping. <laughs> and he, and he, yeah, he could do a dance with it. He could slap his belly, whatever. They are done. They are in the quantum realm to the, the, the bowels of the People quantum coming realm. coming back and forth on the screen. So I immediately took your idea and I crushed it. Mm-hmm. And I hope that happens in the movie to you because I enjoy when your expectations are dashed, just yeah. as a film critic. Fair. They put up a good fight, of course. It's a big sequence. Thanos wins that sequence. And while Thanos is down there, he's just, he just finds like these delicious 
quantum realm bugs. He's a purple giant. He's gonna eat some weird shit. He finds purple bugs and he eats them. All right. Little does he know, it, it's disgusting and it ruins his stomach. Thanos goes <laughs> back to the Christ. farm. He goes back to the th- farm where, of course, he's going to be ambushed by the rest of the Avengers. We got some Game of Thrones, you know, <laughs> planet hopping. You know, just they're really able to track, you know, get places quickly like uh, Littlefinger or something. That means nothing to one person in this I room. I have no idea. My anyway, littlest finger is my pinky. Thanos needs to go back home to take a take a poop. <laughs> He doesn't want to take a poop. A lot of central theming and this big decade long He's finale. He's a home shitter. There's nothing wrong poop. with that. There's nothing wrong with that. He likes to go home on his own throne. It's literally shaped like a throne. Of course. Of course, this is also when Captain America decides to be the hero. Uh huh. Tony wanted to do it, but Captain America's like, no. He's the one who takes the fight to Thanos while he's on the throne. And Thanos just, he's, he just. They they fight for a, a hot minute there because Thanos took off his gauntlet because you know it's hard to going maneuver. <laughs> it's hard to maneuver, so he took off his glove. And so meanwhile, the Avengers steal the glove kind of back for a second. Uh-huh. Still, Captain America can't hang in the fight with Thanos. I mean, Thanos beat Hulk before, so we have the Space Force stealing the glove. And we have Cap dying. Very, so he dies. Yes, Th- dies. Thanos sitting on the porcelain throne is able to kill Captain America. Just pantslets Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> he goes full Winnie the Pooh on his on his throne and punches out Cap to death, and that's the end of Cap. Okay. Uh, we have Hulk and Shuri. They hop a spaceship and they meet. You know, they get on the comms and they tell Tony, all right, let's go to Titan. Let's we'll, we'll all meet there. We'll figure out how to figure, you know, get these Infinity Stones working again. So they get there first. Thanos puts his pants on <laughs> and there's a huge fight on Titan. Right when Thanos is about to get his glove back because okay. he's really powerful. There's an awesome fight. There's no, you know, crashing of the moon down right when he's about to get his glove back. Wong stole the Time Stone off. And to keep Thanos away from the rest of the group and to keep him from getting the gauntlet on, Hulk beats the shit out of him. So finally, Hulk, get, he turns into his... Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk finally at the end of this movie. Erectile dysfunction solved and just gets it up in, in that fight. But it's more on the nose because it's the Hulk with just a massive boning erection. So Wong, Wong goes all the way back... All right, they've already plotted this whole thing out in their minds. Goes all the way back with the time stone, tells Thor to take the headshot. Thor takes the headshot with the axe. Like he should have done. Like he should have done. So nobody ever gets snapped. End of movie. Everybody lives except Gamora. Old Avengers retire. New Avengers take over. Peter Parker goes on a school trip. Yay. It's way too long. I'm envisioning. I lost an act Just wait, just wait, just wait. I'm envisioning... Like the uh, Marvel Central, Marvel Studios, this long conference table, right? <laughs> and it's like you at one end, right? And Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers at another end. What's and their you reaction? Have, <laughs> and you have just pitched this movie, and again, they all just sit there nodding quietly. And Kevin Feige just motions towards the phone really silently. <laughs> Security. <laughs> it's like Doctor Evil. There's like a hole beneath the floor. I was very badly burned. I can use some ointment. Uh, okay. 
I like how the only Avenger you have killed is killed by a man sitting on the toilet. Yeah. And everyone else just walks away gracefully at the end of the movie. <laughs> like, that's it. Someone's going to do the big heroic sacrifice. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Cap. I'll have more on that in the preview number two coming up. But, uh, uh, yes. Uh, well done, sir. <laughs> well done. I tried. That, that, that was very humorous. I, I wouldn't have imagined the endgame lead up uh, the Endgame plot having so much um, fecal-centric. Did I mention on a previous pod my Piaget's <laughs> phases of de- development were hijacked by several cartoon <laughs> movies that where I didn't properly that go sounds like them. I mean, you'll be proud to know that sounds like a plot right out of South Park, what they're going to parody Endgame with. Well, that's good. So. <laughs> I feel better about myself now, slightly. <laughs> Um, we're laughing like hyenas. Yes. Well, that's like, what these episodes are for. But again, it's not us. We're just the conduits to tell you what's going to happen. We're in just these movies. mediums. Right. We're just mediums. Now we don't decide time. what happens. We I was fifty percent uh, right. of the hundred percent. We actually have some similarities. No, oh, nothing no. poop related, but we have some similarities <laughs> as far as uh, how some of our favorite Avengers are going to wrap up. So. Very good. Uh, here's what I have for Endgame, what came to me. It's the greatest crossover event in cinematic history, but what people don't realize is how literal that is. Oh. The Russo brothers have been forthright in saying how there won't be time to take a bathroom break, but what they don't tell you is that there won't be time, because not because of the story necessarily, but there won't be time because it will be how much of a crossover event they have to fill. Oh, my God. So we start with Tony Stark in space. He's lonely. He's desolate, preparing to meet his maker. This goes on for like five minutes <laughs> until Captain Marvel just appears and takes him back to Earth safely because she fucking can. And now that we've been introduced to her capabilities, this is literally no reason at all that this shouldn't happen in the real movie. That's a good point. Like she could just come back and forth from space and Earth. Of course, she's like, come on, let's get him back here, right? That's a really good point. <laughs> so they return to Earth and meet up with the other Avengers, and we learn that while Tony's rescue was happening, a new crew had been making their way towards the base to help fight off Thanos. We're then shown that Mystique, Charles Xavier, and all the other recently acquired X-Men yes. properties are here too in this Played world. Played by which set of uh, actors? Uh, it's, it's like one of those things where it's like one scene it'll be Patrick Stewart, and then in another scene you'll see James McAvoy in the background sitting in the chair instead, oh and then he'll God. go back to Patrick Stewart. <laughs> like really sloppy stunt double camera work type stuff. <laughs> just used to see the bald cap on <laughs> some random yeah, like, guy. Like it'll slip up on McAvoy a little bit in one scene and have to pull it down. That's terrible. Um, Alright, so the X-Men well, are here. They folded it in in this movie too. Marvel. <laughs> they got your money. What do they, they care? They have your yeah. money. You know? the biggest ruse ever. The ticket sales bro- record's broken. They can do whatever right. they want. Like, like you said, I mean, they're going to watch Tony Stark take a shit. That's just where this ends. It's the only natural conclusion. So they start forging a plan of attack and exchanging ideas of how the X-Men, the Guardians, the Avengers, and like, yeah. I, I don't know, the Fantastic Four show up too because they're here now too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so after they have their Can We Trust Each Other montages, Hank Pym reveals that all the bullshit about the Quantum Realm and says he's figured out a way to get all the Snap people back because that's where they are, but he can't do it piecemeal style. Basically through science and his manipulation of some whatever the fuck that's way too smart for me use fake words if you want stone like Doctor Strange or whoever found randomly that can somewhat mimic the properties of the time stone for a little bit uh, because it's in the script the snapped can be brought back but it will also bring everybody back that's in the quantum realm so you can't bring one or two people back all the purple bugs right if you're opening up the quantum realm it's just like a third base coach walking in through you know just come on in is this where the elementals come from that they're (laughs) going to be in the mysterio mysterio thing a smarter person Uh would have written that (laughs) (laughs) i didn't uh so 
uh, the Marvel conglomerate and all agree it's worth the risk and the deed is done. So the portal opens now. Mm. And we start getting back our Snap friends. Spider-Man, Black Panther. But other Disney properties start walking through the portal as well, showing oh, no. up with our heroes. Mickey, Goofy, Donald Duck. <laughs> then other properties that are only somewhat have something to do with Disney are Pixar heroes, ESPN Sports Center anchor Scott Van Pelt, every character <laughs> featured in the film Who Framed Roger Rabbit from 1988. They all start showing up. They own that somehow? <laughs> well, they, Disney was involved in it. It has something to do with Disney. Oh, my God. So at this point, we're like an hour into the film, and it's Thursday the 25th of April, 2019. This is The movie stops. Now, it's not an intermission. The movie stops purposely because all of us in the theaters get the same cell phone notification informing us that in real life, in this world, Disney has just now completed the purchase of every brand ever. They now own not only Fox, but everything. So while we're all trying to wrap our minds over what such a vague message could mean, the movie starts back up, and we see a nonstop parade of characters in both the MCU and the real world appearing on screen. So we got like the Power Rangers, the Harlem Globetrotters, Jeff Bezos, AT&T, the 1986 New York Mets, Your Mother, Sidney no. Prescott, Game of Thrones Season 8, 64 Slices of American Cheese, Mom, Aunt, so Be- Aunt, Be- Aunt Becky's USC cheating scandal, that time we all fell off our bike when we were five years old, Chevy Trucks, and of course Sharknado is there. They all come through the portal. It's basically a real light version of every club Stefan has ever described on Weekend Update at SNL. <laughs> oh my god, it's yeah, Imagination Land from South Park. And that's just how the movie ends. It's just, just they're three, all there. It's just three hours of everything that Disney now owns showing up on screen until eventually this is Iron Man's last MCU movie because Robert Downey Jr. just gets so disgusted of waiting around and not, <laughs> not going anything. through the script that he just takes off his suit and says, I quit and walks off screen. So Endgame is a literal title (laughs) and there will be just theaters lit on fire by their owners yeah after this movie event like like robert downey jr and chris evans walk away despite the pleas of like the little rascals and kb toys and guy fieri's philly kitchen and bar located deceivingly in chester pennsylvania which are now on screen and that's it. Disney just owns everything, and we all just have to watch them all float across our screen in the biggest brag ever. The, fa- the fact that you predicted this means we will never get a job. <laughs> that's official. <laughs> we will never get a job in the business. Then. I like that both of us had the wherewithal to like just have Iron Man walk away gracefully. <laughs> like We don't have the balls to actually kill him off. No. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. lives under his own power. <laughs> Gastric intestinal bypass or not. Uh, that is the way the world ends for the MCU. Now, you're going to ask yourself, are there other movies made? Does it matter? Because that, at that point, we literally all work for Disney. At that point, we saw all the movie. <laughs> of, of every movie. Of every movie. We saw all the movies at that point. That's incredible. And that is... Uh, Apocalyptic, and I can't believe you went there. Well, it's you know, there's an artistic underlaying on there. There's <laughs> actually a DC villain that you remind me of. Is it for real? <laughs> as an agent of chaos, huh, all right. Well-known DC villain who wants to watch the world burn. So yes. I'm, I'm getting like I laughed. It was very funny and entertaining, like the Joker was in that movie. And then in a Marvel pot, I'm doing the DC thing here. Now I'm just afraid of you. Well, you should be afraid of probably Disney, because this is, if it doesn't happen on the 25th, 
we're what six months away from this being reality the way they're going so uh we're all going to be wearing mouse ears in the future and the only movies that will be out are like you'll go to a movie theater and it's just only showing aladdin <laughs> only showing lion king <laughs> right right <laughs> but you have to buy 12 separate tickets to see them all uh that is Avengers Endgame, 100% accurately. You're welcome. You don't have to go see. So you maybe you put your tickets up sale for sale on eBay now. Get a couple bucks for them because you've already seen the movie. Well, but they'll make enough on opening night that they never have to show mm. this movie again or they'll just keep showing it. And You're talking Disney now? or Right. Well, which which apocalypse is this? Like, is that is opening night the end of it or does this keep people keep going to see it? I mean, it's like is one that, of those things irony? where it doesn't matter really because they it's just, just it yeah, it's like a non-stop movie where everything you've ever seen just comes on the screen. At we one gave point. them enough money up front right. that they're good. <laughs> they, they own it now. They understand <laughs> that. Uh, but you, dear listener, uh, you've seen the movie. You've seen both halves that will make up Avengers Endgame. So lucky you. Be sure to tell your friends. We want to know what you think the 100% accurate guessing of the plot will entail and withhold within it. You can get to us at Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook, Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Instagram, MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike, and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available everywhere you hear podcasts. Tune in, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, I don't know, Google Play, Spotify, something else. We're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, Michael, any words of wisdom for an episode like this? Listen to part two of our Avengers <laughs> Which will be preview, more serious. Which will actually, <laughs> after this batshit ridiculous <laughs> you know exercise and some fun we're gonna actually dive into some of the theories we're gonna ask ourselves some multiple choice questions but primarily we are going to have a deadpool yeah and we're not are going one. to not that one <laughs> we're going to guess the fate of every character in the MCU, essentially because every character in the MCU is in Avengers Endgame. Yes, and we will be putting more educational thought into that one more so than creative thought, I think. Um, so we thank you for indulging us in this, and we do want to hear if you have any batshit theories about what you think will 100% accurately happen on Endgame. We definitely want to hear those as well. Reach out to us on those social medias. Leave us those iTunes reviews. Be sure to spread the word and tell your friends. And guys, when reality does suck, just like get some kind of rock that controls time and flip it backwards and then you can redo it. We've all learned that. This is facts now. When uh, there's no soap. <laughs> when there's no soap. When you have the highest paid actor in Hollywood right now, just a tight shot close-up of him trying to force a number two out <laughs> for the first five minutes of the biggest movie ever. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> Goodbye. See you never again. Watch, watch <laughs> movies with us uh, and we will check you out next time. See you.